0: You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop, the show that's a little bit of everything with a K-Pop twist. Visit 17 Com for more information about the show. That's 17-C-A-R-A-T-K-P-O-P.weebly.com. Enjoy the show! Very frustrating. Anyway, in slightly more hopeful news, and I'll explain why I said hopeful in a minute... Um, SQ from Seventeen is stepping back for a little while from working with them and doing promotions with the group. And they the company has done what is rare in the K-pop industry and just opened up and said it's because of anxiety. And so again, this is that trend we've talked about all, this, all the way since the early episodes of this show. That's finally being more of a conversation and hopefully it does get to that point where more companies and artists from more bands... When they need to take time off for mental health reasons, that is not stigmatized, and they can feel free to say that. So that's why I say it's hopeful that that statement was made public, because I feel like healing can't start until you actually can like verbalize what's wrong. So I just wish him the best, and hopefully he will be able to still go on the world tour with Seventeen. He does have a month or so, I believe, before really kicks off or at least internationally so hopefully he can at least start joining the 2020 legs of the tour there uh the v live awards were last week and txt won the global rookie award they are the group i've been talking about with the harry potter references and their songs and this cute like magic dream world concept going on so that's exciting they deserved it uh stray kids officially released their light stick which has the compass logo that's part of their whole uh, story and the, sim- the compass is a big symbol for them. It's a really cute light stick, actually. I know I've talked about how some of them are, look very cheap. This one looks really cool, and so that that's exciting. Uh, just earlier this week, the minister or the the minister of cult I think it's cultural minister is his title, but anyway. So Park Yang Woo is. Uh, An official for the South Korean government and at an international press conference earlier this week, he... uh clarified that although there have been talks in recent years about increasing military exemptions to also apply to certain artists who Culturally contribute to South Korea the government has officially decided that motion is not moving forward Which means that it will stay very selective just to Olympic athletes basically and people in very severe physical condition otherwise all males between the ages of 18 and 28 at some point will have to enlist if they are in South Korea so BTS is not exempt. Uh, and so next year Sokjin might leave us. He'll have to. But I don't want to think about it too much yet. But that is the latest update. Is that that was just announced that they decided, they cited a lack of, en- like a lack, of, a shortage of enrollment. I think they, was the word they used, a shortage. Which is odd because it's mandatory. But, you know, it could also have to do with the population changes. So, yeah, um, they really want to keep it, uh keep the exceptions to a bare minimum for military enlistment of the men in South Korea. There, There's probably so much more news I could get to. I'm just trying to do, like, a lightning round real fast. Oh, one last thing. Um, BTS was not nominated for a Grammy, and we are all naturally enraged, but, you know, at least, you know... They, you know, uh, awards are very cool, but obviously they've, you know, won the world over. (laughs) So, you know, um, they've played such iconic venues and gotten so many other awards. So it's not the end of the world. It's very disappointing that they're not nominated, but it is what it is. So, all right. I really just want to dive into the theme of this episode now, which is the best of the best in K-pop in 2019. So first of all, I'm going to play a few songs and then I'll get to the real countdown. So for these, they're just... I'm going to play them because they win in my book for best choreography and best music videos. And so if you're a big K-pop fan, you're going to notice and be like, yes, I agree. Those were the best choreography and best videos of 2019. Alrighty, so now let's get to the best of 2019 countdown updates. So first, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll talk about those songs a little more specifically in a minute, but here we go. So. After thinking about the literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of K-pop songs released this year that I've listened to and loved, I have finally chosen my top 20, and there are a few slots that are going to have to change because there are a few releases that I'm very excited for that are coming before the end of the year, but as it stands today, here is... The countdown. So I'll just start with part and you'll. So, okay. So, number 20 for best K pop song of 2019 is Goddess Us Day by BY. It's a rap song, it's really dope. Number 19 is Fall in Love by SF9. That's more of a ballad, but one of their better tracks. And it's a B side, which is, you know, when the B side's even better than the title track, that is really something. 18 is Fancy by Twice. Uh, 17 is Jopping by Super M, 16 I Can't Stand the Rain by Super M, 15 Alligator by Monsta X, 14 Crown by TXT, 13 Dionysus by BTS, and 12 is I Am Not Alone by Sori, which was the first song there that I played. The choreography is really stunning because Sori is just such a good dancer she just conveys so much emotion through her performances it's really really special so the i am not alone video is just really it's it's just so beautifully done and it looks simple it's kind of black and white for the most part but with the clothing and everything but it's just so it's like a stripped down video but at the same time it's Carries so much meaning in her expressions and body movements. It's just a very beautiful piece if you like watching dancers. So that is a great video and a very cool song. And then uh, what's not necessarily on my top What didn't necessarily make the cut for my top 20 favorite songs of the year, but it's still a bop, don't get me wrong, uh, but wins for number one best K-pop music video this year is Butterfly by Luna, that last song. As I've said before, Luna is a company that in general, you should just be inclined to support. It's an all-woman company with a very, very small staff of about 15 members. But they really put so much care into telling these stories and a lot of their music is about female empowerment or just in general empowerment and confidence. And but the song Butterfly is definitely about that. And so actually the film crew that Luna works with, they traveled to Hong Kong, China, Iceland, France, Korea, and the USA and so they filmed girls in all of those places so girls of all skin skin colors backgrounds hobbies and interests like they filmed girls in all those different parts of the world and They all kind of were compiled into the butterfly music video and it's really and it goes with the colorful uh, Butterfly themed album cover art which is every color too. It's just a very cool celebrating differences anthem and the choreography for their live version of performances was really cool because there's are so many members of this group, and so they all, like, when they all line up, they look like, but- and they, like, move their arms. It's hard to explain, but if you see it, you'll know what I mean. The way they, like, rotate their arms makes it look like butterfly wings flying. It's really a very, very cool piece of performance art. And so I'm very happy that I genuinely liked this video and this whole concept of theirs, because it's not just, like, me being biased and wanting to like Luna's stuff. Like, they really are very good and underrated, so... I really uh, hope they, uh, you know, do well next year because, like I said in an earlier episode, uh, their company has been just dealing with some financial hardships because it is such a small company. And so I just, but so when it comes to, you know, 2020 predictions, what do I think about their company? I sure hope it doesn't, you know, uh I don't know, the word, dismantle, shut down, whatever term works there. Um, but I do have faith that Luna's going to actually have a great year. And I say this because the thing is that whether you like it or not, you, you're you considered to have made it and have long-term, and you have this ability to have longevity in the music industry once you break into the USA. That's just how it is. So you could be popular all over the world, but if you hit the Western market scene and like are really... Popular in the USA, that will that is considered to get you very far and to help your career a lot. And Luna is very popular in the USA. They were really they were at KCON LA this past summer, and they really got the crowd wild. I mean, the crowd's always wild at KCON, but wow, like these people were really turned out in droves for Luna. We really love them here. So I hope that that momentum here will, you know, lead to more success for them in the future. Uh, the the fact that Breaking into the USA, I think, adds to group longevity and popularity overall and, you know, what the companies would would define success as uh, is why I wasn't worried when Wanho had to take a step back for Monster X temporarily. I'm still saying temporarily, um, but we went into that in episode 10. So anyway... Um, so yeah, so when Wanho had to take a step back from that, um, I was not worried about Monsta X totally just, like, saying that's it, you know, and breaking up and, like, dissolving and having those issues, because they are also now signed to a label in the USA. So they, once you're, like, officially signed to a label in the USA too, then it's it's, you know, that's a big solid sign that you're doing, you have such a global reach that, You know, like, there are a lot of stakes riding on that, you know? So it's- it's- your a band is just- whether they like it or not, they're just much less likely to disband when they have that Western success. And, you know, so if- even if there's, like, a fallout, um, or, like, a uh, losing popularity, because, like, I don't know, if some people are, like, just fans of Wanho, really, and, like, have, like, kind of left the fandom, hopefully- I don't think that's the case, but if it was- you know the events might get smaller that they get to perform at in south korea but that doesn't change usa because the thing is with the the usa music industry is clearly very forgiving you can you can do anything or not which Wanho didn't do anything but that's a whole other rant i went on but anyway so you can um it's just, it's it's like, we don't have the same cultural expectations of artists, so if they, like, don't bow to their senior in the USA, that's not something that will cause you to no longer be a fan of them. It's just very, very different expectations of what's like a scandal and what will cause people to stop going to their shows and financially supporting a group. And so we're obviously still going to love and support Monster X in the United States, so I just, I'm not worried about something hap- Some Their overall uh, band image is- you know, and the Phantom is a lot stronger than people might think. So, so those are some of my more 2020 predictions, but now back to the countdown. So that was number 12. I am not alone. Number 11 is Want by Taman So I'm not going to play that one because I want to get to a lot more. And I just played that on the last episode, but I'm going to play in order 10, 9, and 8 on my list. And then we're going to talk about why those are so high on the list. All right. So, if we look at where we were in the countdown, so number 10 there was Tonight by Huda. Um, he That song is just, honestly, that's just number 10 because it just makes me so happy. It's just such a fun, cute song, and the video is really cute, too. It's just the, He's just, like, dancing and singing and having a good time. I don't know. Anyway, and so uh, number 9 on my countdown for Best of 2019, that was Spark by Taeyeon. Actually, I do think that Blue by Taeyeon might be better than Spark, but Blue's a ballad, and I, I don't know, I just felt like for my radio show I should pick something a little with a little more energy, but she's just a really great artist overall, so it had to be something from her. And uh, that one just there was Stars Over Me by Bull 4 and that group I actually really like. Um, they... Uh, They're only two of them, and and their videos I really like, and just overall, I just really, I wish they were more popular. They're a very underrated group that have more of a folksy sound to them, so it's not like mainstream K-pop, I guess you could say. But I really like what they're doing and the unique image they have, and again, they're not from one of the big companies, so they don't get as much promo, but what they're doing is just so different. And it's also just sweet and wholesome. Their music videos are just like, like the Stars Over Me video, they're just like traveling around the city together and hanging out it's just really cute i don't know they're very cute and so yeah so stars over me is number eight on the countdown i wish um bulfor got to promote more in the u.s and they just really don't seem to be as popular here and so i don't know maybe it's because their sound is so not mainstream um, but it is disappointing. A group that is being promoted a lot in the US, on the other hand, is NCT. And if you want to know how many members are in NCT and what's up with all the subunits, I broke that all down in episode two and I will not be doing it again. But I will be saying that the two subunits that are really promoting heavily right now in the US are NCT 127 and NCT Dream. And with both of them, uh, one of the questions you may have thinking about 2020 K-pop predictions is, Are is this going to keep working? Like, NCT, like, will they become, like, mainstream in the U.S.? Because, like, obviously they're trying and their company's trying for it. Is it going to go over well? And I say, honestly, this is going to sound so, um, this is just a theory, but I think it will depend, this is, like, a weird psychological reason, but I think it will depend on how receptive the Western audience is to (laughs) there's no good way to say it i it's uh towards how much we want to have fun like honestly but think about it so like this will make sense if you've listened to nct music if not just bear with me so like they are the epitome of like fun k-pop like one of the reasons you like k-pop fits for fun you know ad libs and sound effects and just like goofy just like um, like sometimes like not as goofy and serious, but also like often like just like sassy, like funny lyrics and stuff. Like that element of a lot of K-pop, like they are the epitome of that type of K-pop. And so it's like it's stuff like that, just you just I just don't hear a lot on Western radio. Like, I mean, bless me a chew. That's iconic. That was nice, ice ice. Uh, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands, yo. Like, stuff like that. Like, people think that's just, like, so lame, but it's funny. It's funny. It's fun to say. If you're in a crowd at a concert and someone's, like, suddenly, like bless me or see or if they see okay even if they just sneeze if they sneeze at a show you can be like bless me achoo and they'll be like i know exactly what you're talking about and then they'll say simon says be cool and so it's like a whole it's a whole thing so it's like it's based on so it'll it'll depend on how um western audiences react to their weirdness so like if they think it's just like weird and like the call and response if they don't get the call and response and how that call and response is actually a big part of Like k-pop concert culture if that's not like if they don't never view that as a normalized thing um they will probably continue to dismiss nct and they won't be like fully like viewed as integrated in the western music scene but if people are you know down for it they're down for it so it'll be interesting so far i mean obviously they're still popular here but not like popular popular they won't fill arenas or big venues like that so it will be interesting what the future holds for them and how audiences uh, who see them, who aren't really into K-pop, react to them. But, because I mean, psychologically, sometimes people, you know, when they're, they're really stressed, um, they... Because over 90% of, uh, I believe it's over 90% of younger generations feel stressed right now. A report just came out about it. So anyway, so stress is so big right now. And sometimes when people are stressed, they want to listen to music that they, like, get, that really, like, gets them and is deep and emotional and is, like, singing what they wish they could verbalize. And other times when people are stressed, they want to listen to just happy, distracting music. So, if people, you know, it could go either way. Maybe this is a time where NCT won't be as popular because people prefer the moodier stuff, or maybe they're actually going to be more popular because people want the escapism. So, it'll be interesting how their music. Uh, crosses over. I just hope that they do keep that fun charm about them and their music. I hope they don't like try to change their musical style to conform to USA standards. I really hope their company doesn't make them do that to be more popular here. I hope they keep their unique flavor because they just really have something cool going on and I just hope they continue it. So that's my theory there. I have another theory to share that I've been thinking about and this one's even weirder. So there's another group who I'm not sure how... I don't... so they're very popular. But I'm not sure, I don't think they'll get more popular. So, this group the, is my favorite girl group, twice. And they're, they are popular enough to fill arenas in the U.S., but a few arenas. So, like, they stopped, like, two or three places in the U.S. on their last world tour. So, kind of just, like, scattered. They don't, like, they won't tour, like, all over the country. Like, like spread out, yes, but you know what I mean. It's not a 50-location 50, 50 U.S. tour or something like that. So uh well, the reason why i don't see them as ever like as like gaining more popularity like they're at the pe- they might be at their peak just for us is really not probably gonna happen but it's just a wild theory i had so i want to share it we'll see what happens uh, at, there's a one percent ch- ch- chance that my theory is right so um if it is yeah i mean there there is a chance so anyway okay so here's what i've been thinking. So. I was reading the other day about how, you know, music hits people's ears differently. And apparently, it's like this weird psychological effect based on volume. So, like, when you hear, like, high-pitched voices and songs and you turn up the volume, it's, like, provokes this feeling of, like, happiness or, like, just overall energy. Like, it gets you pumped up when you hear that high-pitched, fun sound. It's, like a rush but if you turn music if you hear a high-pitched sound but the volume's low then it's like provokes a feeling of fear more often or stress or just like unnervingness because if you think about horror movies the creepy high-pitched voice is not loud. It's quiet. That's what makes it scary. So that's kind of, I guess, how our brains are wired. So I was wondering, if now that we're in this era with so much noise-canceling technology, where people don't have to turn up the volume on their devices as much because it's surround sound already, then they'll keep the volume lower on their stuff. So if there's a low volume and you have twice as high-pitched music on, that's why they're not fans of Twice. So maybe the next time someone says they don't like Twice, you can say it's just because you're not turning up the volume enough. I'm just saying, because if they did, maybe they'd realize how fun and happy it is. So that's just a weird theory. Maybe if people are, uh, that'd be an interesting study, if people who listen to things that are no- with, like, noise-canceling technology so they don't have to turn the volume up as loud, are they less likely to like twice as music? That would be a very interesting study and a really wild one that I don't think I'd ever get the grant money for. But, you know, it's just a theory, so I had to share. All right, let's get back to the countdown. So, um, we're at number seven. Number seven is uh, on my list. I played at the last episode or last week, but I played recently, so we're going to skip it. It's That's Okay. It's the song that Dio from XO wrote and sang uh, right before he left for his required military time, so we miss him already. Uh, but now we're, we are we on to the top six, which is very exciting. So, alright, we're gonna, yeah, let's play uh, f- number six, five, and, okay, well, I will just spoiler alert, we're gonna skip four because that that's Shadow by Taemin, we already played that. I just want to play some newer stuff, so we've already actually played this next one too, but, uh, is it, just just go with this so okay so this next one is uh yeah so we're gonna go uh play number six number five and number three because we're gonna skip four for now but then i'll uh talk about why they're so up high on the list all right so a uh, number six there that was UN village uh if you're curious UN village is a, is a part uh, a location in south korea that was UN village by Baekhyun and actually so the reason I ranked that one so high, because actually it wasn't going to be at first, but I just know, you know that an artist has done their job and done a great job when you you hear a song in concert and then you suddenly love it ten times more. It's like, oh wow, that actually is a really good song. Like, I've been underestimating how good it is. So Beckyun did that for me. So I have to, you know, it has to be promoted to number six because... It's just that is that is what an artist should do so that yeah He's just a great life performer with obviously a great voice in that song is just yeah bet, one of the best of the year number five was I want to be by key featuring Soyeon and Key is uh, a member of shiny. He he uh, released that song right before his military enlistment I miss him too. It's a bad year for people going away on military enlistment, but they're leaving us with great bop so there's that and that one I rank so high for ways I can't really explain because I just really get into my music and some songs I just like get this really good reaction to, like it just like feels right, you know? So, I Wanna Be is just one of those songs, just like, I don't know, something about the speed of it and the the- the way- the the wording and the- the- just the rhythm, I don't know. There's something about this song that really just feels great. So that song I loved from the first note I- from the first note of the first listen. So that had to be way high on the list. Number four, like I said, Shadow by Taman which I played on an earlier episode, and that one right there was Microcosmos by BTS. That song I had to rank high because I associate it with Special Memories now, and it is genuinely a very well-done song, um, but that is their encore song right before or and during when the fireworks go off at the end of the Speak Yourself World Tour show. Uh, so that's like their grand finale number and I guess you can kind of see why it's very special in a crowd too When the whole crowd's standing shine dream smile and the fireworks go off. It's really nice So there's that so we are down to the top two There are a few more th- th- comments. I'd like to make but I want to make sure I have time for the top two So I'm just gonna start playing them. So This is this is really big. I don't know if I want to announce them or announce them last. I'm gonna announce them last so after you hear them, I'll announce them. They're not gonna be a surprise if you've been listening to the show and you know who I favor. Um, I mean, I don't hide my biases on the show. Um, but, yeah, I, anyway, we're gonna play the top two now for best songs of twenty nineteen. And so, number two for best of 2019 was "Find You" by Monsta X, which I've already talked about at length. I know I've played on the show like five times this year, and I usually only play like one song a semester here, but it's just—it's just so so good. And it's just oh, it's so emotional, and I just I, I'm really honestly, I still have to one more time promote episode 10 because episode 10 of my show, which is now on YouTube uh, is my Monster X music video analysis episode, and I'm just so proud of it, because it's actually the, the one time I actually got a theory right about the whole music video storyline, just from, like, a few screenshots and, like, zoom-ins, I, like, figured out the, I cracked the code, and I'm very, very proud of it, so, anyway, so, yeah, it was, so it was a great continuation of the storyline you can hear about in episode 10 if you missed it, and, yeah, so they just, they keep, you know, the music video story I just love of theirs, so it's just, it's a great song and a great video, so it, it just had to go up high on the list. And number one there was Miro by Stray Kids, which is just, it's just the best anthem. They've released so much good music this year, and they, they continue to have this storyline throughout their work that is basically all about disrupting the system. Their whole theme is, like, basically, in order to, like, live your most, um, be your un- most uncompromising self, and really, like, yeah, and to be, to to live the most, uh, the life most worth living is being your most uncompromising self, so even if that requires, like, dismantling, um, social, the social systems and, like, literally taking the microphone from people and, like, basically, like, um, basically, like, becoming the rulers of your own world, like, literally in the videos, but also just, like, figuratively, like, take charge and, like, make your own rules to live by, and like, it's hard to explain what their whole concept is, but that's kind of the gist that I'm getting from it, and so Miro was a clear part in that chain. That music video has a lot of, like, references to past and, and you know, uh, videos that were not yet released when it came out that continued that storyline, and they also just have good songs for letting out aggression. You can tell it's very high-energy stuff. Like, they have another song that's high on my list called Side Effects, and the whole chorus is basically translates to my head hurts and other like side effects so if you want to scream my head hurts it's a great song for that so uh they definitely have released a lot of good stuff this year so gotta close out the show in a minute but really quick i will just point out that i was going to also uh list my uh top albums of the year but that list is just so, 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 so hard that I might have it finalized by the time of my next show, but but no promises. So just assume, like, I can't make up my mind at all. Um, I can uh, do a lightning round of nominees, but I've just listened to probably literally hundreds of K-pop releases this year. So ranking them is just so, so impossible. Um, but yeah, so let's see. Nominees include work from... Twice Red Velvet, Stray Kids, Taiman, uh, Winner, let's see, Taeyun, uh, Tiffany Yun, I guess I'll count as K pop, even though it's English songs. Eric Nam, Holland, NCT, all the units. <laughs> um, Dreamcatcher, Card, uh, Hyuna, Pentagon, Astro, ATs, uh, who else? Trey, Mamamoo, Momoland, Bowl 4, Baekhyun, Taeon. Who else? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, let's see who else released something this year that I really liked. Everglow, TXT, BTS. Oh, there's so 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 many more. Monster X, N Flying, Shunha, Somi, Sori, G Idol. Oh my gosh, there's so many more. I'm blank I'm drawing a blank on. Very, very, Ravi vix uh did vix yeah v- vix released that once on this year sean oh my gosh they're just yeah so like you could see what making this list was impossible did i say luna already anyway so like you could say k- oh my gosh KDB, K and k oh k and k had a nice year jbj 95 um up tension at a good year there's just so many so Zico. Oh my gosh Zico had a really good year and Yeah, I could go on and on and on the rose day six like I just <laughs> the more that come to me Benji had a great son um, Crush has and Dean have had some good stuff Super M obviously I think I already said red velvet right? Um, Exo the subunits have released stuff not the whole group, but the, the whole group's finally coming back But that's another rant Sunmi IU, oh my gosh, there are just so many. IZ1 did, yeah, eyes one releases this year were pretty good. Into it, Map6 did a good job. There are a lot more that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head, but it's been a gr- 100%, 100% one of the best albums of the year. I could go on and on and on. SF9, did I already say that? Anyway, yeah, so there's a lot there's a lot there um, that I really, really liked, and a lot more albums uh, that released this year that I didn't care for. Um, but that's more that I can go into And try to rank in the future so uh next week i am off because obviously it's a holiday it's exo album release pre-show day well it's also thanksgiving i guess that's a thing but like exo's dropping an album really soon so there's that so whatever holiday you celebrate um, so I w- anyway I won't be on campus, so there won't be a show at all next week. But I will be back for two more shows this season. The first week of December that Tuesday and Thursday. And I will be talking about other things that I have been able to rank, like favorite music videos of the of uh, K-pop stars in 2019 and other like nominees, like best song for this vibe or best artist for this type of sound. More like specific categories. It's like my own version of like an end of year awards show, but just for the K-pop industry. So I do have a lot of stuff that I do want to. Wiki Mickey, that's another group that, that had one of the best releases this year. I'm, that's probably going to happen a lot um, over the next few weeks. I'll just start shouting out names that come to mind that I remember they dropped something great uh, this year. But anyway, so but yeah, so I do have a lot of content that I want to recap and more predictions for 2020 and just more overall thoughts and updates to news stories and other things that I've been talking about all s- uh, semester long. And so um, the 17 Karat K-Pop Spotify account will have this countdown of songs uploaded by af- by the time of my December episodes as well as the YouTube channel should be uploaded. Everything up to, I believe, episode 10 or 11 or 12 is up there now. A lot. Episode 10 is the best. Just another shout out for it. So, yeah, that, that is my show. Uh, it was... Yeah, there there is so much more I could rant about. Obviously, it's been a great, exciting year for K-pop. I hope this was kind of an interesting mix of uh, sounds, uh, especially for people who haven't heard this genre much before. So yeah, anyway, I have a lot more to say, but I'm going to have to say it in December. So I will see you the week after next week.